Record Three of We by Evgeny Zemyatin. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. A coat, a wall, the tables. I looked over all that I wrote down yesterday, and I find that my descriptions are not sufficiently clear. That is, everything would undoubtedly be clear to one of us, but who knows to whom my integral will some day bring these records? Perhaps you, like our ancestors, have read the great book of civilization only up to the page of nine hundred years ago. Perhaps you don't even know such elementary things as the hour tables, personal hours, maternal norm, green wall, well-doer. It seems droll to me, and at the same time very difficult to explain these things. It is as though, let us say, a writer of the twentieth century should start to explain in his novel such words as coat, apartment, wife. Yet if his novel had been translated for primitive races, how could he have avoided explaining what a coat meant? I am sure that the primitive man would look at a coat and think, what is this for? It is only a burden, an unnecessary burden. I am sure that you will feel the same if I tell you that not one of us has ever stepped beyond the green wall since the 200 years' war. But, dear readers, you must think, at least a little, it helps. It is clear that the history of mankind, as far as our knowledge goes, is a history of the transition from nomadic forms to more sedentary ones. Does it not follow that the most sedentary form of life, ours, is at the same time the most perfect one. There was a time when people were rushing from one end of the earth to another, but this was the prehistoric time when such things as nations, wars, commerce, different discoveries of different Americas still existed. Who has need of these things now? I admit humanity acquired this habit of a sedentary form of life not without difficulty and not at once. When the 200 years war had destroyed all the roads, which later were overgrown with grass, it was probably very difficult at first. It seemed uncomfortable to live in cities which were cut off from each other by green debris. But what of it? Man, soon after he lost his tail, probably did not learn at once how to chase away flies without its help. I am almost sure that at first he was even lonesome without his tail. But now, can you imagine yourself with a tail? Or can you imagine yourself walking in the street naked, without clothes? It is possible you go without clothes still. Here we have the same case. I cannot imagine a city which is not clad with a green wall. I cannot imagine a life which is not clad with the figures of our tables. Tables. Now even purple figures look at me austerely, yet kindly, from the golden background of the wall. Involuntarily, I am reminded of the thing which was called by the ancients, sainted image. And I feel a desire to compose verses, or prayers, which are the same. Oh, why am not I a poet, so as to be able properly to glorify the tables the heart and pulse of the United States. All of us, and perhaps all of you, read in childhood while in school that greatest of all monuments of ancient literature, the official railroad guide. But if you compare this with the tables, you will see side by side graphite and diamonds. Both are the same carbon, but how eternal, transparent, how shining the diamond. Who does not lose his breath when he runs through the pages of the guide? The tables transformed each one of us actually into a six-wheeled steel hero of a great poem. Every morning, with six-wheeled precision, at the same hour, at the same minute, we wake up, millions of us at once. At the very same hour, millions like one, we begin our work, and millions like one, we finish it, united into a single body with a million hands, at the very same second, designated by the tables, we carry the spoons to our mouths, at the same second, we all go out to walk go to the auditorium, to the halls for the tailor exercises, and then to bed. 
I shall be quite frank, even we have not attained the absolute exact solution of the problem of happiness. Twice a day, from 16 to 17 o'clock, and from 21 to 22, our united powerful organism dissolves into separate cells. These are the personal hours designated by the tables. During these hours, you would see the curtains discreetly drawn in the rooms of some, others march slowly over the pavement of the main avenue, or sit at their desks as I sit now. But I firmly believe, let them call me an idealist and a dreamer, I believe that sooner or later we shall somehow find, even for these hours, a place in the general formula. Somehow, all of the 86,400 seconds will be incorporated in the tables of hours. I have had opportunity to read and hear many improbable things about those times when human beings still lived in the state of freedom, that is an unorganized primitive state. One thing has always seemed to be the most improbable. How could a government, even a primitive government, permit people to live without anything like our tables, without compulsory walks, without precise regulation of the time to eat, for instance. They would get up and go to bed whenever they liked. Some historians even say that in those days the streets were lighted all night, and all night people went about the streets. That I cannot understand. True, their minds were rather limited in those days, yet they should have understood, should they not, that such a life was actually wholesale murder, although slow murder day after day. The state, humanitarianism, forbade in those days the murder of one person, but it did not forbid the killing of millions, slowly and by half. To kill one, that is to reduce the general sum of human life by 50 years, was considered criminal, but to reduce the general sum of human life by 50 million years was not considered criminal. Is it not droll? Today this simple mathematical moral problem could easily be solved in half a minute's time by any 10-year-old number, yet they couldn't do it. All their Immanuel Kants together couldn't do it. It didn't enter the heads of all their Kants to build a system of scientific ethics, that is, ethics based on adding, subtracting, multiplying, and dividing. Further, is it not absurd that their state, they called it state, left sexual life absolutely without control? However, whenever, and as much as they wanted, absolutely unscientific, like beasts, and like beasts, they blindly gave birth to children. Is it not strange to understand gardening, chicken farming, fishery? We have definite knowledge that they were familiar with all these things, and not to be able to reach that last step in this logical scale, namely production of children, not to be able to discover such things as maternal and paternal norms. It is so droll, so improbable, that while I write this, I'm afraid lest you, my unknown future readers, should think I am merely a bad jester. I feel almost as though you may think I simply want to mock you and with a most serious appearance try to relate to you absolute nonsense. But first, I am incapable of jesting, for in every joke a lie has its hidden function. And second, the science of the United States contends that the life of the ancients was exactly what I am describing, and the science of the United States cannot make a mistake. Yet how could they have state logic since they lived in a condition of freedom like beasts, like apes, like herds? What could one expect of them? since even in our day one hears from time to time, coming from the bottom, the primitive depths, the echo of the apes. Fortunately, it happens only from time to time, very seldom. Happily, it is only a case of small parts breaking. These may easily be repaired without stopping the eternal great march of the whole machine. And in order to eliminate a broken peg, we have the skillful heavy hand of the well-doer. We have the experienced eyes of the guardians. 
By the way, I just thought of that number whom I met yesterday, the double curved one like the letter S. I think I have seen him several times coming out of the Bureau of the Guardians. Now I understand why I felt such an instinctive respect for him and a kind of awkwardness when that strange I-330 at his side. I must confess that, that I, they ring the bell, time to sleep. It is 2230. Till tomorrow then. End of record three.